It is good to be back here in person. And so uh, thank you for your understanding last week as we had to follow COVID protocols and take a break from all activities and so, but it is good to be back. No one got, no one additional got COVID, I don't think. And so um, it is good to be back here at Summit. Uh, we are starting a brand new series. Ooh, you hear daddy? <laughs> Let me see if I can turn the sound off. We are starting a brand new series this week. Does that mute? We, hello? Test? Okay. Uh, we are starting a brand new series this week called Will You Accept This Rose? And it is a series on godly dating and relationships. Any Bachelor fans in here? <laughs> okay, <laughs> so there were a few guys that rose their hand. I'm going to be honest, I'll raise my hand because I watch it with my wife. I like to make fun of it. It's, it's pretty fun to make fun of. I know a lot of you take it seriously, but I have right here a rose from this season of The Bachelor. Now, I know what you're thinking, that I am just full of it, and that this is just a random rose, and it's not from the season of The Bachelor, but I will explain exactly how I got this rose, and it is from the season of The Bachelor. So, my wife has a friend who, in the past time, was watching The Bachelor from Huntsville, uh, a work friend, and they would mark a polo during The Bachelor. Do you guys know what Marco Polo is? Yeah. Well, it's like this social media app where you like do videos and talk. And that's what they did. They they talked back and forth about The Bachelor and did commentary about The Bachelor. They had a group of, I think, four people that, that did this. And unfortunately, she passed over uh, right after Christmas, I think in mid-January. And she is from Pennsylvania. And so the memorial was up in Pennsylvania. And two of her other work friends that are also in that Marco Polo group where they talk about The Bachelor drove up to Pennsylvania for the memorial service. And while they were there, they thought, what better way to honor our friend than to go see where The Bachelor is filmed this year. I think it's in Pennsylvania. Some, I don't know where it is, someplace up in Pennsylvania. And so they were already up there. So they went to the place and met the florist that provided all the flowers for the bachelor. And she gave them flowers that were actually on the show of the bachelor. And so uh, this is a flower from the bachelor, the season of the bachelor. I think it may have been the flower that Matt picked up and didn't give to that girl and put it back down. So I don't know if that's, if that really is the flower, but I like to think that's the flower. So you guys are welcome to get pictures of this afterwards if you want, if you're that big of a fan and you want to document it on Instagram. So uh, that's my treat for all of you Bachelor fans out there. So uh, with that being said, um, welcome back. And I have, uh, well, first off, I bet some of you are wondering, what does Jason have 
what wisdom does Jason have to offer us about dating and relationships? So if you look at that first slide, this is my beautiful wife, Megan. And I know she is way out of my league. And so if a short five foot six, kind of chubby Asian can convince her to marry me, then you know that I have to have some sort of wisdom when it comes to dating and relationships. And so that's, so that's my disclaimer, right? I do have some sort of wisdom to offer you guys. And, uh, and my first bit of wisdom that I'm going to offer is don't use a pickup line. And I have the five best Christian pickup lines uh, that I don't recommend you use. And so the first one is this. You really are a fisherman because you just reeled me in. All right. That comes in at number five. Number four. I wouldn't mind reading you. Yes. <laughs> All right, number three. Call me crazy, but I think your spiritual gift is good looks. All right. Uh, number two. I was looking through the book of numbers and I realized yours wasn't in. All right. <laughs> and the number one Christian pickup line is want to come over and Netflix and Bible study? <laughs> All right. So. I do not recommend that you use those pickup lines, but all joking aside, this lesson is going to be a little bit different than what you're used to here at Summit. Typically, I like to have one point, and I kind of drive home that one point. Uh, but with a topic like this, I realize that there are people in this room that are in different stages of life. And so I'm going to be addressing all those different people. Maybe there's some people that are dating. Maybe there's some people that are single. Maybe there are people that are engaged or think sometimes on Zoom, we have some people that are actually married that are coming, joining us for the sessions. And so I'm going to be addressing the different stages of life that you may be in. And I want you to uh, listen intently I am not addressing the stage of life that you are currently in because you never know when that may change. And so listen intently, even if I'm not addressing the stage of life that you are currently in. Has anyone ever had a nightmarish first date? Yes. Yes. Well, yeah. I would say it wasn't like we went out, but I went over to your house and like Okay, so um, believe it or not, I was actually the cause of one of those nightmarish first dates. So I was living in, it wasn't as bad as Harrison, I didn't wreck a full wheeler, but it was pretty bad. I, and I'm going to tell you, I was kind of embarrassed. So uh, bear with me. I was living in Atlanta. And I was working as a photographer. And so I arranged to meet the level restaurant because I had a photo shoot. I wanted to go from the photo shoot to the restaurant. That's mistake number one. I should have picked her up. But uh, we had arranged to meet at the restaurant. And lo and behold, my photo shoot runs late. And then I hit Atlanta traffic. And so I literally, no joke, show up at the restaurant 45 minutes late. 
And surprisingly, she was still there. Like, I don't know how she was still there, but she was still there. And so we, we arranged to go to this place called okay. Gangers Grill. Has ever been there? Okay. And the way Gangers Grill works is you pay for a bowl. And you get to go through this line and fill this bowl up with any meats or vegetables or spices and sauces that you want. And then you kind of hand it over and they cook it up with on the grill with uh, noodles or rice or whatever. And then they give it back to you and you get to eat it. And so, uh, but as much as you can bend this bowl is what you get. And if you know me, you know that I am, I like a good deal. And so I am going through this line and I'm like playing Tetris with the meats and vegetables, trying to fit as much food in this bowl as I possibly can. And I have this thing overflowing and I'm proud of myself and I hand it over and they grill it up and, and I get it back. And we sit down to eat and she has about a quarter of the food that I have. And so she finishes really quick and I don't want to be rude, but I also don't want to like leave this food that I paid for. And so I think that the best solution is for me to quickly eat it all. And so I, I eat it as fast as I can. I eat every single bite of it. And we, you know, we finish talking, we're, we're having a good time. And so I suggest that she hop in my car and we drive 15 minutes to a coffee shop that I know down the road. And so we get going. And we're driving to this coffee shop, and then it hits me. Right? It hits me hard <laughs> and fast. <laughs> and it is bad news. It was so bad that I couldn't even make it the 15 minutes to the coffee shop. I had to pull off, go to a gas station, and run into the gas station and use the facilities at the gas station. <laughs> and this is on a first date. And so, I say this story because you never know when you are going to go from single to dating to maybe single again, right? <laughs> as was the case uh, for me. And so um, listen intently for uh, the different topics I'm going to be talking about, right? Until you are married, you never know when you're going to enter into a different stage of life. And so listen and prepare yourself for when and if you do. So the first group of people I want to talk to are the single. I'm not going to have you raise your hand. I was thinking of doing that, but I'm going to be nicer. Um, and so I want to address the single people. And the first thing I want to say is this. I get it. It is difficult and it is hard sometimes. I have been there. Um, I know that, especially here in the South, everyone seems to be either dating or getting engaged or married at a young age. And for me, my, my grandma, what they do is, or both my, my grandparents, uh, both my grandmas, they make a quilt whenever someone gets married for the couple. Megan and I, we have a quilt. We love it. It's a very grandma thing to do, right? But I remember a couple years before I got married, for Christmas one year, I opened up my present from my grandma, and it is a quilt. 
essentially she was saying that, you know what, Jason, I don't think you're ever going to get married. So here is your quote. <laughs> and so I get what you're going through. And I want to start off by giving you some encouragement. And my word of encouragement for you, it only takes finding one. It only takes finding one person that can move you from single to dating to married. Maybe you've already met that person. Megan and I, we were friends for 10 years before we started dating. And things never worked out timing-wise, and eventually they did. And when they did, we knew pretty early on that we were headed towards marriage. And so maybe you've already met the person. Maybe you'll meet them here tonight. Who knows? Maybe you'll meet them this week. But it only takes finding one person that can move you from single to dating, to marriage. And so don't get discouraged. I understand what you're going through. It can be difficult at times. But remember, that only takes finding one. The second piece of advice I want to give for those that are single is this. Don't waste this time. You have a unique opportunity to train yourself up to be a better man, or a better woman that will one day make you a better husband or wife or your future spouse. You have a unique opportunity to train yourself up to be the man or the woman that God desires for you to be that will one day make you a better husband or wife for your future spouse. And so don't waste this time. Too often, People are so concerned about finding the right person instead of becoming the right person. And so you have an opportunity to become the right person during this time. And here is a harsh truth that some of you may not want to hear. Is that maybe you are single because you aren't who you are supposed to be. And maybe God is protecting a significant other from you. What do I mean by that? Well, maybe you are addicted to porn. Maybe you're addicted to sex, you're addicted to porn. And God knows that if he were to bless you with a significant other, you would throw your lust on that person instead of your love. And what a shame that would be. Maybe God knows that if he were to bless you with a significant other, you would throw all your dependence and all these unnecessary expectations on that person. And there is no way that that person could live up to that. And so he is protecting a significant other from you. And so, Focus on becoming the right person instead of finding the right person. The third thing I want to give for, third piece of advice for all the single people is that maybe God desires for you to do certain kingdom work 
that you can't do while married. There are certain things that single people can do that married people just can't do. And maybe God has a desire for you to do kingdom work that you can't do once you are married. For me, I am not going to bring my family into some war-torn country. But if I was single, maybe God would call me there. And so maybe God has some kingdom work that he has planned for you to do that you can't do while married. And so uh, keep your eyes and your ears and your heart open to that during this time. And finally, the last bit of advice that you aren't going to like that I have to say is this, that nowhere in the Bible does God promise you will ever find a husband or wife. Nowhere in the Bible does it say you will get a significant other. There may be some people in this room that really desires that for them for their life, and it is not going to happen. There may be people in this room that desire that for their life, and it is not going to happen in the timeline that they wish. So, nowhere in the Bible does it say or promise that if you become a Christian, you're going to get a husband or get a wife. It's not in the Bible. And so, with that in mind, you need to learn to be okay with God. Your relationship with God. He needs to be enough. So, tax season is coming up. Has anyone got their, everyone should have gotten their W-2s by now. Has anyone already filed their taxes really on top of it? (laughs) Okay, so... Tax season is coming up, and um, I am notorious for waiting till the last minute to do my taxes. But uh, with with tax season coming up, Megan, on the other hand, she I'm I'm kind of dragging my feet. She probably would have already filed her taxes by now if it wasn't for me. So we're kind of polar opposites in that way. But when you file your taxes, there. There are really only two options. You can file your taxes as single, or you can file your taxes as married. There is no option to file your taxes as dating. And the reason why there's no option to file your taxes as dating is because the government knows this. And we all really know this, is that there is no real commitment in a dating relationship. There is no real commitment in a dating relationship. In a dating relationship, no matter how committed you think you are to each other, you can do something or they can do something and the relationship can be over in an instant. We've all gotten that text. That can we talk text, right? You know what's coming at the time, right? And so I remember I was dating a girl for three years and one week, and I got the can we talk text. In an instant, 
a dating relationship can be over. You can do something or they can do something. And it can be it. That can be it. And so there's no real commitment in a dating relationship. And so the verse for that we're going to be talking about today is John 14, verse 23. And it says this, all who love me will do what I say. My father will love them and we will come and make our home with each of them. And I know that you probably think this is a weird verse to have for a dating lesson. And here's where I'm trying to get with this. If we commit to Christ by following his commands and doing what he says, if we truly commit to Christ by doing what he says, then this verse says that he will come and make a home inside of us. We commit to Christ and he will become intimate with us. I had a mentor in Atlanta that I met with, and he ran one of the largest college ministries in the U.S. And I met with him on a monthly basis, and he put it this way. He said, commitment first, intimacy second. And that's your first feeling. You guys like those feeling cheeks? Commitment first, intimacy second. The problem with today's culture is that we often flip this. We often think that intimacy leads to commitment. We flip this because in our minds, we think that in a dating relationship, it fabricates a sense of security and commitment. And when we flip this and we do intimacy first and think it's going to be followed by commitment, it leads to physical, spiritual, and emotional boundaries being crossed that God intended for a marriage relationship. The, the second, I believe it's the second poem, it says, um, I have this written down. It says, too often when dating, you mistake chemistry for commitment and infatuation for intimacy. Too often when dating, you mistake chemistry for commitment and infatuation for intimacy. And when we do this, it leads to unhealthy relationships. So, what are some practical ways for us to create healthy boundaries in dating relationships? And the first thing I have is this, is to be intentional with your time with each other. Be intentional with your time with each other. Has anyone ever had that friend that disappears once they start dating someone? And then... A couple months later, you get a random text that's like, hey, let's hang out. And you think, oh, I know what happened. <laughs> they broke up with, with whoever they were dating, and now they want to hang out with me. And so um, we, 
I don't know if you guys have had that friend. I had one of those friends when I was here at UT. I always knew when she was single because we were like best friends. We did everything together and then she would just yeah. disappear. And then a few weeks or month or a couple months later is, hey, let's hang out, Jason. And be like, oh, okay. Um, and so I want to encourage you guys that when in a dating relationship, you need to be intentional with how and how often you spend your time with each other. Be intentional with how and how often you spend your time with each other. Dating should be getting to know the other person. If all of your time is spent just hanging out and watching Netflix, you're going to open the door for unhealthy boundaries being crossed. And you aren't moving the needle forward at all. And so when you spend time together, have it be intentional. Go on dates. Uh, get to know each other. Talk. Don't just hang out all the time. Be intentional with how and how often you spend your time with each other. And here is a good sign. If your other relationships, your friend relationships suffer as a result of your dating relationship, then you are probably spending too much time with that person and not being intentional with how you spend that time with that person. The second thing is to be open about physical boundaries. And I think I saw about four eyes roll in this room. I know that you guys think this is going to be a, I'm going to tell you where the line is. And I'm not going to do that. This isn't one of those lessons. Um, but you do need to be open about your physical boundaries with each other. I'm not going to tell you where the line is because there's a guy about your intention and purity of heart than he is with a line. He is more concerned about your intention and the purity of your heart than he is with a line. And here's the truth. You can commit to not even holding hands or kiss the other person and still lust after them. Right? You could commit to not even hugging or touching or whatever and still lust after that person. And I'll say it again. Wouldn't it be a shame if that person got your lust instead of your love? And so God is more concerned about the intention and purity of your heart than he is with a line, a physical boundary line. And guys, I know that's not what you wanted to hear. I know you wanted me to say, all right, this and this and this is okay, right? Um, this is it. And while there are some things that God intends for a marriage relationship, right? He is more concerned with your heart. And if you're truly pursuing God, he's going to make it clear where that line is and where that boundary is couple bits of advice. If that line and that boundary contradicts the Bible, then it's not coming from God. I hate to tell you that. And when you are open about the physical boundaries with your significant other, and I'm speaking to guys because I'm a guy and I kind of know 
know how it goes with guys um, a lot of times, but this applies to gals too. Uh, whoever has the boundary that is less, that's where the boundary needs to be. Okay. So maybe you're okay with kissing. Maybe they aren't. Well, guess what? All of a sudden you aren't either. And here's the thing about these physical boundaries is that when you, uh, oh, I have a verse that I wanted to read. First uh, Samuel 16, 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, don't judge by his appearance or height, for I have rejected him. The Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Right? The Lord is looking at your heart. He is concerned about your heart. Not whether you are following the rules. Okay? Um, and here's the thing about these physical boundaries is that when you compromise your values while dating, you are in essence telling your significant other that in the heat of things, I am okay compromising my values for immediate pleasure, right? If you can't stick to the boundaries that you agreed to, and in the heat of things, you push them, you are telling that your significant other that in the heat of things, I am okay compromising my values. I'm okay compromising your values. I'm okay compromising my values if it's going to bring me immediate pleasure. And a lot of people think that that's going to change once they get married, but it doesn't. If you continue to compromise your values while dating, you are training yourself to have a mentality that is more susceptible to cheating in affairs after you get married. And so I want to end tonight by um, addressing the, the guys and then the gals for a minute and then um, and then we'll we'll finish up. I know I'm throwing a lot at you. So uh, to the guys um, First off, uh, be a man, right? Um, and be a gentleman as well. I know that um, I'm not really hip on the dating lingo, but uh, I know that typically the way it works, correct me if I'm wrong, is you see someone that you think you're interested in, you what's the term slide into the dms right <laughs> is that still a thing <laughs> you slide into the dms if you want to distinguish yourself guys go up to them in person and ask them out don't be afraid um, be direct be intentional um, go up and ask them out and make your intentions clear by making your intentions clear, you are removing any doubt. My mom tells the story that she was in Mississippi State. There was, it was, I think it was the intern 
Um, but she didn't know it was the intern. And it was this cute guy that uh, all the girls really loved. And the, the guy goes up to my mom and was like, hey, let's grab coffee or I forget what it was, but let's, let's grab dinner or coffee or something. And she was like static. It was like, oh, this cute guy is asking me out. And it turns out that it was just kind of um, just like a get together with a bunch of people and, and the guy wasn't clear. And so guys, when you ask a girl out, be clear, right? Make your intentions known. So to remove any doubt of what it is. If you're hanging out with someone from the opposite sex, just as friends, make that clear. If you want it to be more, make that clear as well. And also, feeling has to be said. That give them space. If they say yes, great. If they say no, give them space. Respect their decision. Don't think that that's well, I just need to try harder, right? Um, if you're direct and intentional and they say no, respect that. And don't get too hurt about it. You haven't even gone out on a date, right? There's, there's other girls out there. And so, um, so guys, be a man and then also be a gentleman. I still cook for my wife. I do like 99% of the cooking in our house. Before Maggie was born, and we were now we just kind of whenever we get in the car together, we're carrying the car seat trying to figure that out. But before she was born, I still opened the door for my wife. Like every time we got into the car, be a gentleman. Um, chivalry isn't dead. All right. So to the girls and. I know these are kind of generalities, so don't be offended if this doesn't apply to you, but um, don't complain about there being no nice guys, but only date the bad ones, right? Don't complain about there not being any nice guys out there, but only date the bad ones. Guess what? If all you date are bad guys, guess what? You dated a bad guy. <laughs> and so um, give the nice guy a shot every once in a while. You may be pleasantly surprised. And also to the girls, being single is better than being in a toxic relationship. Being single is better than being in a toxic relationship. Don't think that you're going to change them. Don't think that uh, you're going to change a bad guy into a good guy, right? Um, guys can be jerks. And guys could uh, be single-track mind and, and try to take advantage of you. And so being single is better than being in a toxic relationship. And girls, if a guy is pressuring you to do things that you don't want to do, and that's a toxic relationship. Okay? You need to get out of that relationship. And finally, the this kind of goes for both guys and girls. Don't emotionally date someone. 
You guys know what I'm talking about there? It's where you do everything that a couple would do, but you aren't a couple. Right? Don't emotionally date someone where you have all the benefits of a boyfriend or a girlfriend, but you're not boyfriend or girlfriend. That only leads to hurt feelings and ruined friendships. After college, I, there was a girl that emotionally dated me for probably a year and a half, strung me along for a year and a half. And that hurt. It took me a while to get over that one. Her name's Danielle Jackson. That's still working for right? <laughs> Probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> so, right? I still remember that one. Like, that one hurt. And so don't emotionally date someone. It only leads to hurt feelings and ruined friendships. In my phone, I think I think I, she's still in my phone. Do you know what her name is in my phone? Do not call or text. <laughs> right? Because I needed that reminder when she was emotionally dating. <laughs> so um, don't emotionally date anyone. All right? And I want to end tonight. I know this is kind of running a little bit long. And so I want to end tonight with a... with a bit of encouragement, right? What if you're sitting here and you think, what if I've already messed up? Or what if I'm in a relationship that I need to get out of? Or I'm in a toxic relationship or I've been in toxic relationships. And if you've already messed up, here's my word of encouragement to you is that Jesus, he didn't come to this earth for you to feel shame. Right? If you feel shame, then that is coming from Satan. That is not coming from Jesus. Jesus came so that you could feel forgiveness and grace. And I'm not saying there aren't natural consequences to sin. There are. Right? But what I am saying is that there is forgiveness and grace that comes from Jesus. You are not the sum of the people you've dated and the mistakes you've made in the past. There is always hope with Jesus. So I hope that was helpful for you guys. I know that was, I kind of like vomited a bunch of information out to you guys. Uh, but I hope that was helpful. Uh, we have one more week next week, and we're going to take a different spin. Um, I wanted to get all this information out to you guys. And so uh, come back next week as we finish up this series. And, uh, and right now, I think we have some songs. We'll sit back up again.